0: we want to give you all a happy father's day shout out. Amen. Let's give our fathers a round of applause this morning. Amen. Amen to all of our fathers here and that are watching us online. Amen. Today we celebrate you and we honor you. Amen. You are your child's hero. Amen. And for those fathers, amen, that aren't in their children's life for whatever reason, mother, amen, we honor you today. Amen for being mama and daddy. This morning, amen. And I want to say to you that you are your child's hero, amen. So I want to ask before we dive into this message that you would bear with me as I unpackage it today, amen. God uh, just filled it with scripture today, amen. So I hope you're ready, amen. Can somebody say amen? Amen. The Bible says this in the book of Proverbs, chapter 23 and verse 22. The Bible says, Listen, everybody say, Listen. Amen, the Bible says, listen to your father who gave you life, and do not despise your mother when she is old. Amen, in this portion of scripture that we read right here, we say that, uh, we see that the father is mentioned uh, first, amen, the father is made mention first. uh, And I did some studying, amen, this week, and I found in certain studies, amen, that One of the first voices that a child recognizes, amen, even from before birth, amen, as they are in the mother's womb, amen, is the voice of his father. Amen, and I know that there are mother, there are a lot of mothers that beg to differ this morning. Amen, that will say no. uh, uh, The mother's voice is the one that they hear. Yes, amen. Uh, But it is the father's voice, amen, that brings that child uh, uh, a sense of calmness and a sense of security. Amen. Uh, Not only while they're in their womb, but also in the years to come. Amen. And we also find in the book of Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 19, the Bible says, hear. Everybody say, hear. Amen. First it said, listen. Amen. But now it says, hear, my son, and be wise and guard your heart In the way. In other words, guard your heart in this world. Guard your heart in the way that you decide to go. Amen. Guard your heart. Amen. And hear. Amen. This is a godly counsel for young and old alike. Amen. It's not just for the young people, but it's also for the older people. Amen. Who have their mother and their father still with them amen and i believe that we're told to listen and we're told to hear because we're living in days where many are quick to speak but few are quick to listen can you say Amen? Amen. The Bible says this in the book of James chapter 1 and verses 19 and 20. James said this, amen, to the church. He says, my beloved brethren, amen, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath, because the wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. And so in this portion of Scripture, we see that listening is the evidence of wisdom and of faith at work in our lives. Amen. Because many times we get caught up with a lot of talking, but we don't get, we don't do a lot of hearing and we don't do a lot of listening. Amen. And in this portion of scripture, we see that listening is the evidence of having wisdom and the evidence of having faith faith at work in our lives amen because the bible says in the book of romans chapter 10 and verse 17 that faith comes by hearing and by hearing of the word of god and so you and i we can sit here all day long or we can sit at home or we can be wherever we're at and we can say we have faith but we we can't say that we have faith amen if we're not hearing and we're not not listening to God's word. Amen. We can say it until our, our 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 faces turn blue. I'm a man of faith. I'm a woman of faith. I believe in God. I trust in God. But we never hear God's word and we never listen to God's word. And because we never hear God's word and we never listen to God's word, we never apply God's word to our life. Can somebody say amen? amen and so it's important uh, because there's also a portion of scripture that says that we must not only be hearers of God's word but we must also be doer of God's word amen so if God tells me to live a holy life then guess what Uh, I gotta live a holy life if God calls me to be separate hallelujah from everybody else uh, then guess what I gotta be separate uh, from everybody else because the Bible commands me to not just be a hearer of God's Word, but also a doer of God's Word. Because when I don't do God's Word, the Bible says that all I do is deceive myself. Can you say amen? Amen. And I don't want to be deceived. How many of you want to be deceived? Amen. And to thinking that you're living the right way, into thinking that you're doing the right thing, into uh, thinking that you're living according to God's will. But then all of a sudden, uh, you open up His Word, and you begin to look into the mirror. Uh, hallelujah. And you begin to see the flaws. And the Bible says uh, not to be like that man that sees his face in the mirror and sees everything that's wrong with his life, but doesn't do nothing to change it. Hallelujah. And so faith cometh by hearing and by hearing of the word of God. Amen. And so today is a special day for all men because it is a day that we are acknowledged. It is a day that you and I are acknowledged for being the father of the year. How many fathers of the year do I have in the house today? Uh, Hallelujah. Just two of us. Amen. Uh, Just two of us. Three of us, four of us, amen. Sister, you're father of the year too. Sister, so are you, amen. Father of the year, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And so I want to say this really quick, amen, at the sound of my voice, amen, and said it before, happy Father's Day, uh, amen. How many of you have ever heard these things or maybe you even said these things uh,
1: that their dad is the best dad? Who said that? Huh? Who has the best dad? Jack said, I got the best dad. Amen. But there are others that'll say, No, I have the best dad. Right? Or my daddy is better than your daddy. Right? My daddy is stronger than your daddy. Amen. Or how about
0: this one? My daddy can beat your daddy up. Amen. I know somebody was waiting for that one. Amen. We hear all kinds of stuff about daddies, about how my daddy is stronger and how my daddy is better looking than your daddy. And I always come out and say, well, my daddy can beat up your daddy. Amen. And it stops all conversation. But today I'm talking about fathers, amen. I'm talking about providers. I'm talking about protectors. I'm talking about counselors and chastisers and correctors. uh, Amen. And today as lead pastors of this church, my wife and I, uh, we would like to acknowledge you this day and to let you all know that we honor you today uh, and that we pray for you, uh, that God would continue to bless you uh, and watch over you uh, and pour into your life. Amen. So that you uh, can be father of the year. Can you say amen? Amen. You know, I was talking to a longtime friend of mine this past Friday, and I asked him if he was looking forward to his local Father's Day service at church. Amen. And his response was shocking to me. It shocked me. It almost knocked me off of my seat, amen, because he says, Pastor, I don't go to church on Father's Day uh, because my children aren't there to honor me. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, my response was, uh, what about acknowledging and honoring your Father in heaven? Uh, hallelujah, your protector, uh, your provider, your counselor, uh, amen, your chastiser and your corrector. Uh, hallelujah. The one that gave you life and gave it to your moral. Abundantly, uh, Amen. The one that pulled you out of a devil's hell uh, and gave you His Spirit, Hallelujah! Baptized you in Jesus' name uh, and filled you with the power and the glory of the Holy Ghost. Uh. What about acknowledging Him, uh, the one that gave His blood for you and for me and for my children? Uh, hallelujah! I said, "What's the matter with you, brother?" Whoo! I said, "Oh my God." Don't be so selfish. Oh Help us, Jesus. The Bible says this in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12 and verse 9. Amen. The Bible says that we have had human fathers who have corrected us uh, and we've given them respect. Uh, Shall we not much more be readily in subjection to the father of spirits uh, and live? Uh, Amen. Hallelujah. We respect our fathers and we give our fathers honor uh, and we thank them for being there with us. Uh, But how much more uh, our father in heaven uh, that gave his life for you and I, hallelujah, as a ransom uh, who shed his blood uh, on Calvary. uh, We honor you, Father, uh, for the life that you have given us
1: today, uh, hallelujah, amen. And so we must always remember.
0: That, yes, we have an earthly father that has been given to us. Uh, Amen. But we have a heavenly father because how many of you believe with me today uh, that we are going to go somewhere after all this is done and said? Amen. I told somebody one day, amen, you know, the elevator is going to go up or it's going to go down. How many of you have ever been in an elevator? Amen. You're at the hotel and you don't know you're hitting the button and you open and you end up in the basement. You're like, I was trying to go to the lobby. Amen. And you hit it again and you go there and you're going up and down. I remember my wife and I, we went uh, to a funeral in California. We were at a hotel. Amen. And we got lost. COVID and all that stuff. They had this area blocked off and that area blocked off. We ended up having to walk all the way around through the parking lot just to get to the lobby. We were pushing buttons going up and down. Amen. If that thing could have went side to side, we would have went side to side on that thing. Amen. But I tell everybody, our elevator is either going to go up to heaven, Brother Daniel, and we're going to glorify and magnify God. Amen. Hallelujah. Or we're going to Go down and there ain't no glorifying god down there but that's a message for another day amen we're talking about fathers and i don't want to put them both subjects in the same category amen can you say amen and so the word of god gives us an example amen, of a great father who is greatly overlooked. I believe that this man of God, in the Word of God, is greatly overlooked, amen, and I gave it a lot of thought this week, Brother Richard, and I thought to myself, man, this man was an awesome father, this man uh, was a great father, and I would like to be, amen, a man just like this man to my children and to my family, amen, And the portion of scripture that we opened with, the Bible says in the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. The Bible says that in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin, betrothed. Everybody say betrothed. Amen. Pretty big word, right? I never heard that word before in school. Amen. Betrothed. Hey, let's betroth each other. Okay. Betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Amen. I believe that Brother uh, Reverend Daniel spoke on this some time ago, on that, that, that very word. Amen. And so the fathers are probably hearing me today and listening, and, and you're probably saying, Pastor, this doesn't tell us much about Joseph. Joseph. It doesn't tell us a whole lot about this father. And you're right. It doesn't. It doesn't tell us a whole lot. As a matter of fact, uh, I want you to know that the scriptures are pretty much silent about this man by the name of Joseph. Amen. Who was the father of Jesus, who was the natural father of Jesus, the earthly father of Jesus. Amen. But the very little that we do know teaches us a lot about the traits of a good father. And so you don't have to know a whole lot about this man, uh, amen, to see that he was a good father. And it leaves us a lot of good traits that you and I could apply to our lives today uh, so that we too can be a good father like he was a good father. Amen. And I'm excited. I want to show you guys something. I'm excited. Let me show you. Amen. First, I want to show you in the, out of this portion of Scripture, what I got, which is the obvious, was that Joseph was engaged to marry. Amen. Joseph was engaged to marry the mother of Jesus. They weren't married. Amen. They weren't married. The the scripture, the Bible says that they were betrothed. And betrothed means that they were engaged. You know, there's a lot of people that think that they were married at that time, and they weren't married. Uh, They were engaged. They were only dating. Why do you think Mary was still a virgin? Oh, help us, Jesus. You know, they didn't do things back then the way they did them now. You had to wait until you got married amen and so we find in the word of god that they were only dating and that's why we see that she was still a virgin and so it took courage and it took faith for a man back in those days to take a woman for marriage with children that weren't his It took a whole lot of faith, amen. It takes some faith today. It takes some courage today. And it takes some love today, amen, to be in a a blended family. Can you say amen to accept children as your own? But it's much easier to do that today than it was back then, amen. And so we find that this man, amen, through courage and and, and through much faith, faith. uh, Amen. He stepped into the life of Mary, uh, although she all of a sudden appeared to be
1: pregnant. Amen. His fiance all of a sudden shows up on the scene
0: and she's pregnant with this child, amen, and that made him a target. It made him a target for gossip. It made him a
1: target for criticism. And it even made him a target for persecution. But Joseph was a man that was willing to risk his
0: life. He was a man that was willing to risk his life and to live a life of courage and a life of faith. By how? By obeying the voice of the Lord. Amen. And by being obedient and doing what God had called him to do. Amen. He didn't second guess it. Uh, he didn't say, I got to think about it. Uh, God said it and he was going to do it. Uh, this was a man, amen, uh, that although a lot is not said about him, brother uh, Howard, uh, it shows what kind of man he is, uh, a kind of man that, that going against all odds. It didn't matter the gossip. It didn't matter the criticism. It didn't matter the possible persecution for taking on a responsibility or for being with this woman that was pregnant with a child that wasn't even his. He stood in the gap. Why? Because his first and foremost priority was not to the crowd. It was not to the public. It was not to the naysayers. It was not to the critic. Hallelujah. It was to God and to God alone. Oh, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. You know, back in those days, it wasn't like today. You couldn't just do those kind of things. Amen. We talked a couple weeks ago about Christian parenting and how if the child disobeyed the parents and they were rebellious, you know what they would do with that child? They would take that child to the elders. Hallelujah. And they would all say, yeah, your child's rebellious. Let's take this child out to the edge of the city and stone that child. Now you can't even look at a child crossways. Times have changed. Can you say amen? amen but this man it didn't matter it didn't matter what they said it didn't matter what they were going to do to him amen this man was fixated he was steadfast unmovable no i'm gonna proceed i'm gonna move forward i'm gonna i'm gonna hear the voice of god i'm gonna hearken i'm gonna hear
1: i'm gonna listen i'm gonna obey what god wants me to do Amen, tough crowd today. Amen. And I believe it today more than ever
0: that what we need today more than ever are fathers. Amen. Who are willing to live
1: a life of courage and a life of faith in the Lord. More than ever, God is calling fathers
0: to rise to the occasion that against all odds, that against all critics, that against all naysayers, that against anybody, amen, to stand up and to be counted, amen, and to live a life of courage and to live a life of faith, In the Lord, he's looking for fathers like Abraham, amen, who taught their son Isaac that God will provide. Amen. Remember, he got Isaac and he says, hey, uh,
1: we're going to go out there and we're going to provide a sacrifice. We're going to, you know that, how many of you know the story? Amen.
0: Abraham got up in the morning. God says, hey, I want you to go and sacrifice your son for me. The Bible says he got up early in the morning. He was a man of faith. He was obedient to what God wanted. The Bible says that he woke up the next morning, Brother Frank, and he he got everything ready, and he got some servants, and he got the mules, and he packed some bags, and he got everything ready because he wanted to be obedient to God. He got his son Isaac, and he says, come on, we're taking a little trip, and on their way there, I can imagine this little boy looking up at his father. Where are we going? Well, we're going to go offer a sacrifice unto the Lord. Amen. The Lord spoke to me and said, I need to give a sacrifice, and This young boy's turning around and he's looking and he says, well, I don't see nothing. What are we going to sacrifice? And the Bible says that as soon as they got there, uh, he began to put his child over that rock, amen, at the top of the mountain uh, and began to tie one arm uh, and began to tie the other arm uh, and began to tie his feet uh, and the other foot. uh, And right when he was getting ready to sacrifice his son, uh, amen, the voice of the Lord came and says, okay, uh, men of God, uh, men of faith, amen, uh, stop what you're doing. I provided because of your obedience. Now, God's not asking any one of you today uh, to grab one of your kids and to go set them on a rock uh, and to get ready to plunge a knife into their chest. uh, But what he's looking for is a man of God that is a praying man of God, uh, a man of God that is a faithful man of God, uh, a man of God that is willing to serve him uh, and that is willing to step out by faith uh, and hearken unto the words of God. Amen. God is looking for a man of God today. Can you say amen? Fathers that will teach their children not by emotions, not by pride, not by the standards of this world, but by the standards of God. Amen. What this world needs today is more Joseph's. Amen. Joseph was a man that was willing to do whatever. Somebody say whatever. Not whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Got to get you guys somehow, some way. I got to throw those little things in there to wake you up. Amen. God's looking for a man of God. He's looking for a woman of God that is willing to do whatever. That is willing to do whatever is needed. To protect and to provide for their families. The Bible says this in the book of Matthew, chapter 2, and verse 13. And it goes along the lines of whatever. Joseph was a man that was willing to do whatever was needed to protect and to provide for his family. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, chapter 2, and verse 13. It says, now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there. And stay there until I bring you word. Why? Because the Bible says that Herod is seeking the young child
1: to destroy him. Hallelujah. Amen. Herod was seeking the child to destroy
0: him. So get out of town. Go hide. Run into a cave. Don't let him find you. Keep the child safe. And Joseph did exactly that.
1: Amen. But today, you and I, we face an enemy. Oh, come on, somebody. The same way they faced an enemy back then.
0: Today, you and I, fathers, we face an enemy that is seeking to destroy our children. Amen. Remember, the Bible says that the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Amen. This enemy is a worker of division and of destruction. He's an imposter. Amen. Looking to creep in to the home of our children. And can I tell somebody today, can I tell the fathers today, hallelujah, and the mothers that are doing the father's job today, amen, that this imposter that I'm talking about is working overtime he's working on the television he's working on the radio he's working through computers and cell phones he's working through the internet he's working through our schools amen teaching hate teaching you can do or say what you want because the color of your skin can somebody say amen teaching the way to resolve something is through violence or burning down some buildings amen things that are not biblical. uh, Taking prayer out of the school. Amen. uh, Taking the pledge of allegiance out of school. uh, Amen. uh, You can't even identify someone as their birth gender anymore. uh, You can't say mama. You can't say daddy. uh, You can't say his. uh, You can't say hers. uh, You can't say he. uh, You can't say she. uh, You can't even say male and you can't even say female. This imposter uh, has made his way into every home uh, and every school across America. So I come to say today to somebody, uh, I come to ask you a question. Uh, Is there a Joseph in the house uh, that is willing to stand up uh, and to protect his children uh, at all costs? Uh, Is there a Joseph in the house uh, today? Uh, Hallelujah. Oh, I don't know about you, but I don't like that, Brother Daniel. Uh, I don't care the lifestyle somebody wants to live, uh, but you're not going to tell me I can't identify somebody uh, by how they were born.
1: Your lifestyle is not my business but don't tell
0: me how to live my life and what I can and what I can't say don't tell me what I should say or what I shouldn't say why? because my bible says that as soon as God came into my life he has set me free I've been liberated hallelujah and too many times society is trying to put the shackles back on somebody hallelujah the bible says that where my spirit is the spirit of the lord is there is liberty amen, gonna shackle me up, I've already been shackled too many times, brother, amen, you know, yesterday, I, I walked out, this is so funny, yesterday, my father-in-law, we were doing a little bit of shopping yesterday, and uh, we went into to the Walmart neighborhood market, and there was, some, there was a ministry there that was selling some shirts, nice shirts. And, and every time I see a ministry, even uh, uh, more so when it has a men's home or a women's recovery home that is connected to it, I always want to be a blessing because I'm a product of a, of a rehab home uh, over 16 years ago. And so I'm like, yeah, you know, I know the power of God, and, and I want to support, and, and I want to give, and, and, you know, where can we help, and can we pray for you? And, and so I'm out there, and, and I'm buying some shirts, and I'll, of course, they never have my size, amen, never have my size, amen. I don't know what's going on here. You can't even buy a pair of jeans at Walmart no more because they don't have sizes anymore.
1: Everything is slim, Amen. And so I'm out there and I'm like, Y'all got a double
0: X? He went, Whoa, brother. No, the biggest one we got is the extra large. I said, My undershirt is extra large. So I got a couple of shirts from my wife. Uh, Amen. And we were out there talking and I was like, man, I want to spend a little bit of money here with you guys because I know where it's going and I know what, you know, you guys are going to do with it. And so they had some bracelets, Brother Daniel. We're talking about being shackled and being bound. Amen. And so I was out there and I was looking at these little bracelets and I'm like, "Whoa, man, these are for like three year olds. And and he he goes no no it'll fit you and he opened it up and and it didn't even cover like the top part of my wrist and 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 he's like man he goes you know what brother he goes I bet you they had to use two set of handcuffs on you back in the day. I said brother give me my card back. I said you're right. They did. But, you know, we live in a time now where where fathers are 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 being pressured and they're being intimidated and they're being pumped with fear and you got to keep your mouth shut and let me tell you today that that's what the devil wants. Uh, the devil wants you to keep your mouth shut. The devil wants you to to stay quiet. The devil doesn't want you to pray. Uh, he doesn't want you to fast. He doesn't want you to hu- lift up holy hands unto the Lord. Why? Because the minute you call on the name of Jesus, Hallelujah. The minute you call on the name that is above every name, uh, the demons shall. Flee. The Bible says that every tongue and every knee shall bow and confess that he is Lord. Amen. So there's freedom in Jesus. There's liberation in Jesus. Amen. If you're washed in his blood and baptized in his name, that there ain't no demon in hell, no demon in this world can keep your mouth shut. Can you say Amen. Not even Herod was going to stop Joseph. Not even Herod was going to keep Joseph from stepping into his calling with God, from stepping into his promise with God, from stepping in of living a life of faith and courage for God. Amen. He wasn't going to be influenced by the world. He wasn't going to be influenced by the things of the world, by the fake news. He wasn't going to be influenced by any of that stuff. Can you say amen? Amen. So my question to you today,
1: is there a Joseph in the house? Amen. Is there a Joshua in the house today? Joshua was a man of God who stood
0: before the people, who stood before his friends, stood before his family against all odds. The Bible says in the book of Joseph, chapter 24 and verse 15, he stood before all of the children of Israel, he got them all together. And he says, if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord. If it seems evil to you to serve the Lord. He said, then choose you this day whom you
1: will serve. Whether it be the God of your fathers on the other side or the God of the Amorites. He says, but I don't know about you.
0: He says, but as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. He said, choose you this day whom you will serve, uh, whether you're going to serve God in heaven uh, or you're going to serve the devil of this world. uh, Amen. And I come to tell somebody today uh, that children need fathers who will stand for truth uh, and will stand for righteousness. Amen. Because we're living in a time, we're living in a society, we're living in a day, we're living in a world where evil is called good and good is
1: being called evil. Amen. The Bible says this
0: in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 13. The Bible says to take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand to withstand in this evil day and having done all to stand. You see, God has not called fathers to be passive. He's not called fathers to be sisified. He's called us to be warriors. Amen. To stand in the midst of evil. And when you've done all to stand, He said, Stand some more, brother. He says, Well, I'm tired. We'll keep on standing. Well, I'm tired. We'll stand some more. Amen. I just fought a battle. We'll fight another one. I just did this and did that.
1: We'll do some more. He says, when you're done, all to stand, stand some more. Too many fathers buckling under the pressures of life, folding and throwing in the towel. It's too hard. No, you just want to live and fulfill the desires of your flesh.
0: You know when it becomes hard, Brother Daniel? It's hard. I thought about this, and I always said this, that it's hard serving the Lord.
1: And you know what I thought to myself just recently? It's not as hard as we think it is when you're sold out. How many of you think it's hard to go to work in the morning?
0: Most of us, it's routine now, right? You're sold out to your job. You wake up like clockwork, 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock. Some of us don't. How many of you need an alarm still? (laughs) Huh? I mean, you probably just have it just because for emergency, right? No? You, You need it? Oh, man, it's just, come on, huh? Yeah. But I, I kind of wake up before my alarm clock goes off, and then I wait for it to go off so I could wake my wife up. Because mine goes off, and then 15 later, minutes later, hers goes off. But, you know, we pop up out of bed and, you know, yes, the flesh is weak, amen. I'm not going to, you know, say that it's not, that sometimes it's harder than, some days are harder than others to get up and to go to work, amen, and to, to show up on time and and, and, you know, but nevertheless, we, we're committed to our jobs. We're, we're, we're faithful to our jobs, and we we show up on time to our jobs. We're even 15 minutes early, 30 minutes early sometimes uh, just to go and have coffee and 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 chit-chat with the ladies or the fellas and, and do certain things. Amen. And so it, it doesn't take a lot of work, especially if you love your job. Amen. When you love your job, you always want to be there. You're there, and you, you walk in with donuts. and you're nice to everybody and you say hey how you doing amen and you're all lovey-dovey with everybody amen you want to be there amen and so when you're sold out for God amen it's not work it's not grudging amen I want to be in the house of the Lord amen I want to see Sister Liz in the house of the Lord. Uh, I want to see Sister uh, uh, Rachel in the house of the Lord. Uh, I want to see Brother Daniel in the house of the Lord. Uh, I can't wait to get there. Uh, I'm going to stop at Krispy Kremes and bring some donuts uh, and have some coffee ready. Why? Because I'm sold out for this thing. Uh, hallelujah. I'm sold out for my walk with the Lord. Uh, I'm sold out for the things of God. Uh, I'm sold out. Amen. Uh, and can I tell you, something uh, that when you're sold out for God, uh, he's going to be sold out for you. uh, Amen. uh, That when you need him, uh, he's going to be there. uh, When you call on his name, uh, he's going to listen. When you need him to step in uh, and turn out a fire, uh, he's going to be the water and refreshing that you need. uh, Amen. That's why the Bible says this, buy the truth uh, and sell it not, amen. Uh, There's too many people selling out, uh, selling out on God, uh, selling out on certain things. uh, But let me tell you something, God will never sell you out,
1: amen. The Apostle Paul told the church of Ephesus, chapter 6 and verse
0: 13, Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in this evil day, having done all to stand. Having done all. Have we done all to stand? Fathers, have have we done all to stand? If God were to call us home right now, remember tomorrow's not promised. If God were to call us right now, have you done all to stand? Have you put on the full armor of God? You know, when you look at that, that's powerful. We're talking about selling out. You know, when you look at why he wrote that portion of scripture, he was in a in a jail cell. He was in a Roman jail cell when he wrote that. And he was looking at the guards that were guarding him. And he was watching how they were dressed. And he explains it. He talks about the helmet. Amen, he talks about the breastplate, and he talks about the girds being loined, loins being girded. Yeah, that girded loins, amen. <laughs> he talks about the, the feet, amen, that were covered, amen, and, and all this stuff in the front. But did you know that there was no armor on the back of the Roman soldier? You know why that is? Because a soldier that's ready for battle never turns his back on the enemy. And he always continues to press forward. So you and I don't need armor behind us. We need it in front of us. Because it's our job to continue to press the line. Amen. You see riots going on in the streets, and you see it on TV and in the news. They form a line, and what do they do? They march forward amen, they march forward, they march forward, they march forward, amen, they march forward and they push the crowd back amen and things are thrown at them and things are swung at them amen and they have that barrier in front of them amen and that's what God is telling us fathers today amen you don't need armor in the back because you ain't going to turn around and run from this enemy as long as you got me on your side amen he says though they may be against you amen but who whoever's before you amen no one can come against you that no weapon formed against you shall prosper the Bible says uh, that greater is he that is in you uh, than he that is in the world. Amen. So God has not called us to be passive. He's not called us to be sissified, always going through our feelings
1: and through our emotions and and boo-hooing. Amen. Soldiers don't cry on the battlefield.
0: Now, that's not to say you can't have your time, but you have that time alone with the Lord and you say amen. Let's give God a round of applause this morning. (laughs) Amen. So the first point that we see in this was that Joseph took a huge chance in that time back then, amen, by being engaged to Mary because of the risk that it put on his life. But he said, you know what, God, I'll take that risk if you're with me. I'll move forward because I know you are with me. The Bible says, draw nigh unto me, and I will draw nigh unto you. That lets me know that every step that I take towards him, he takes a step towards me. And every step that I take towards him, he takes a step towards me. And if I take two steps, then he takes two steps. If I take three steps, then he takes three steps. But what is the opposite of that? Every time I step back, he steps back. I take two steps back, he takes two, three steps back. Then what happens? I'm all alone. I find myself by myself. Amen. And so God never called us to retreat from the enemy. Amen. And I'm going to close with this last point here. Lastly, amen, if we can all just stand to our feet this morning. Amen. First, you know, more is said about Joseph than we think. Think about it. Take the rest of the day. Think about it all week, about this man, Joseph. The father of Jesus. And you'll find out a lot about him because of how society was back then. How the times were. That are very different now. Amen. But the second point that I want to get across to you is that it was, first, it was dangerous to, to hook up with Mary after that. It was dangerous. Amen. Could have lost his life. But the Bible says that if you want to find your life, you must lose it. And you must lose it in him. Being born again. And that second point that I want to just drop on you real quick was, how was Joseph remembered? Matthew 13 and 55, the Bible says that somebody from the crowd, it's always the crowd, amen? Always hearing stuff from the crowd. You ever go to a basketball game and you hear all the trash talk in the crowd or in a football game? That's how the crowd is. We need to learn to turn off the crowd and listen to God. God is not in the crowd. Somebody in the crowd said, Is not this Joseph the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Larry, uh, Mary and Larry? <laughs> Should have stuck to my glasses, huh? Figured it's far, I can see it. Is not his mother called Mary? And his brothers, James, Jose, he had a Mexican brother, Simon, and Judas. See that? He had a Hispanic brother, Jose's. That's two, huh? <laughs> I'm gonna get in a lot of trouble, sister. Hey, man, I get a pass. I can already see the comments on Facebook. Jose's, that's a good one. I didn't even notice that. Jose's, amen. And you're saying, well, what does that have to do with how he was remembered? He was a carpenter. Carpenter these days make pretty good money, huh? 30 bucks an hour maybe, carpenter. Journeyman. Daniel, hire 40, 50 bucks, prevailing wages wherever. They're naming their price, huh? They can charge what they want, basically. So now it's very lucrative life. It's a, a good profession to be in. But back then, it was a lowly profession to be in. You were poor. And everything you made, you did it with hammer and chisel. And then you had to take it into the marketplace and sell it. And so you had to carry your chairs, and you had to carry your tables, and you had to carry your stuff into the marketplace. And if you didn't sell it, you had to carry it back home. Amen and it took a long time to make a chair took a long time to make a table and for times that you wouldn't sell it and you wouldn't make your money it wasn't like now where you set up a yard sale and you pull it all out and by the end of the day everything's done and gone you don't have to take anything else inside anymore amen it was a hard job it was a lowly job they didn't have a lot of money You know, Jesus as a little boy didn't play with G.I. Joe's and Tonka trucks and he didn't have the latest and greatest. He didn't get a brinca-brinca and a slide with water on it in his birthday. Amen. The taco truck didn't come to his house. But guess what Jesus became? He became a carpenter just like his dad. Oh, help us, Jesus. He saw that his dad was hardworking. He saw that his dad was faithful to his mother, even though in that time it meant persecution to be with somebody who was already pregnant before marriage. He looked at his dad. He said, Man, my dad is faithful. My dad did that for us. They ridiculed my dad and they made fun of my dad. They they threw rocks at my dad and they called him names for for sticking it out. But that's my dad. That's my pops. That is, he took him to chapel and everybody giggled and, and walked in. Hey, that's the stepdad. He continued to walk in with his head up and his shoulders back. He respected him so much brother Daniel that he he wanted to be like his dad. He wanted to work like his dad. He probably helped him carry chairs to the marketplace. He probably helped him build those chairs. He wanted to be like his dad. Joseph was a hard-working man. He was a man that was obedient to God. Hard-working, working with his hands, creating things. Jesus became what his Father was in every way. Because if we take it a step further... most important thing that Jesus learned from his earthly father. Listen. Remember I started on the beginning saying hearing and listen. I need you to listen and hear. One of the greatest things that Jesus Christ took away from his dad was, he, was that he obeyed God.
1: Joseph obeyed God.
0: And Jesus saw that. He knew it. He heard it. He lived it. And not only did he become a carpenter, he obeyed God. When the odds were stacked against Jesus, he obeyed God. When the people mocked him and ridiculed him, he obeyed God. And when Jesus didn't understand, just like Joseph didn't understand, he obeyed God. Joseph taught Jesus that no matter what happens in life, to obey God and to stick to the plan. Fathers, you are your child's hero today. Let's bow our heads. Father, we love you so much. We appreciate you so much, Father, for being that example that we could follow today. All the way to the cross, you bore my iniquities. You bore the iniquities of my family, of my children and my grandchildren. For those sins to come, Father, you paid the price. You bought us with your blood. And for that, we thank you and we honor you in this place, Lord. We thank you for all of these godly examples that are in this house today. Father, young and old, we thank those mothers today that are not only mothers, but our fathers today to their children as well. Father, I pray today at the sound of my voice, Lord, that you would bless them, that you would continue to encourage them, continue to build their faith like you've never done before, Lord Jesus, especially in this time that we're living in today. Father, we will praise you and glorify you in Jesus' name.